Welcome to the Stockdale UCC podcast. We hope that you are encouraged and find deeper purpose and meaning in your walk with Christ. If you would like more information about Stockdale United Christian Church, please visit us at stockdaleucc.org. Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6, it says this, Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Who art thou, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel thou shalt become a plain. And he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, crying grace, grace unto it. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this house. His hands shall also finish it. And thou shalt know that the Lord of hosts hath sent me unto you. For who hath despised the day of small things? For they shall rejoice, and shall see the plummet in the hand of Zerubbabel with those seven. They are the eyes of the Lord, which run to and fro, to and fro through the whole earth. Zerubbabel is building the temple, building the house of God. This is a prophecy that came to Zechariah concerning Zerubbabel and the building of this temple. And, and he tells him, he said, listen, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by the Spirit that this is going to get done. We have to understand that Israel was in a position at this time where uh, it had been defeated and had been decimated. It really wasn't a country. And it was just now in the beginning stages of being restored through the work of some men who, who held fast their faith and were honoring God in this time. Now, we come to Zechariah and this prophecy about Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel had laid the foundation of the temple. But I want to point out, I want to go to verse 10, and let's look at this. This is the, the text that really uh, the Lord had put on my heart. It is this, it says, For who hath despised the day of small things? Let's read 9 and 10. I, I want to, um, this is the English Standard Version. It, it says this, The hands of Zerubbabel hath laid the foundation of his house, and his hands will finish it. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. For who has despised the day of small things? But those seven will be glad to see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. These are the eyes of the Lord which range to and thro fro throughout the earth. So, what we have here is actually, I don't know if you pick up on it, it's a rebuke. To the people who were living there at the time, who seen the foundations being laid, but did not believe that Zerubbabel could finish it. The prophecy that's being given here is talking about Zerubbabel's ability to execute the plan that God had put on his heart. So, here we have Zerubbabel, 
who has laid the foundation, but yet a large portion of people are looking at the, the little bit of work that he has done and are saying, hmm, yeah, I don't know if that'll, he'll be able to do it. I don't think it'll happen. They despised the small things. There is a day in which everything begins. Did you know that? There is a start to everything. Some things start with a bang. They do. Some things, man, they they start with a bang and, and everything is great. But most things come from humble beginnings. The most valuable company of the world, in the world that we have right now, Apple Computers, was started in a garage. By a man who had vision and who had a dream. Our Savior, Jesus Christ, was born not in the palace of a king, not with with grandeur and pomp and circumstance, but was born in a manger because there was no room in the inn for them to stay. It becomes easy for us to look at the beginnings of things, the humble beginnings of things, the small things. To look at the small things and think to ourselves, there is no way that anything great can come of this. But I want you this morning to understand that God is looking for faithfulness in the small things. It's the small things this morning that He's looking for your faithfulness in. He loves small things. It's the little things that He likes. It's the little things that get His attention. We read stories about men like Peter. Peter was out fishing when Jesus called him. And Jesus told him, he said, from now on you're going to fish for men. And, 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 and we, we, we talked about uh, uh, Peter's uh, denial of Jesus last week and the, the uh, restoration of Jesus. And then we find out later that on the day of Pentecost he preaches a sermon and 3,000 people get saved. 3,000 souls were added to the kingdom, but on the day when he was out there fishing, I'm sure a lot of people wouldn't have looked at Peter and said, wow, that's a guy who can do something. When the Lord came to Ananias in a vision, he says, listen, there's a guy who I want you to go see. His name is Saul. You're going to go speak to this guy. You're going to go, he has seen you in a vision. You coming and you're going to go lay your hands on him. You're going to pray for him. And he's going to receive his sight. And I'm sure when Ananias walked into that room that day and he's seen this man who had been uh, struck blind and, and was, was uh, uh, laying there not able to see that he must have thought to himself, Wow! Why would the Lord send me here to this man? Ananias prayed for him. He received his sight. Most of the New Testament of the Bible that we read are the epistles of Paul. It's through his his work and his, his missionary journeys that the gospel was spread to the Gentiles, which are you and I. 
We can't overlook the small things. Oftentimes we, we think that there are, are things of little importance that uh, they just really don't matter. But I, I want to tell you that, that it's in those things that seem of little importance that we honor God the most. I heard someone say that big doors swing on small hinges. Big doors swing on small hinges. It's the little things that make the big things happen. It's, it's the, the people who apply themselves to the small things that allow God to do the big things. And when we are doing the small things, when we're faithful in the small things, that's when God can do the big things in our life. We're going to go to Matthew chapter 25. Starting in verse 20, and, and some of you will remember if you've been in church very long, some of you may not know, but there's a story about a Lord who, who is getting ready to go away for a while, and he gives to his servants uh, these different allocations of talents. Not talents as in abilities to do things, but talents, a weight of gold or a weight of silver. So he gives to his servant basically this amount of money. And he says, I want you to take this. I want you to, to do something with it while I'm gone. In verse 20, it says this. After the Lord has come back, after he had been away for a long time, he comes back and he speaks to the servant to whom he had given five talents. In verse 20, it says, And so he that received five talents came and brought... Another five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained besides them five more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter in unto the joy of the Lord. He said also to him, uh, He said also that had received two talents, came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said to him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Then he, which had received one talent, came and said, Lord, I knew that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid, and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. I'm giving you back what's yours. His Lord answered and said, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I had sowed not, and gathered where I had not straw. Thou oughtest therefore have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received mine own with usury. Basically with interest. That's an interesting parable, isn't it? Now, the, the, the story goes on, and, and, and the Lord actually says, hey, take the one from this guy who just had one, and give it to the guy who had uh, the, the ten now, and let him do something with it, because he's faithful over a few things. I will make him ruler over many. Now, one of the things I really want to look at here is that, that very statement. When the Lord comes back and he speaks to the, uh, the first two servants and he says to them that you've been faithful 
over a few things. In my mind, and, and I, I've done this often, and I probably will again. In my mind, I, 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 I kind of equate that you've been faithful in a few things. But that's not really what the Scripture is telling us. It is you've been faithful when you were over or in charge of a few things. That's different than being faithfulness, being faithful through something. He's not saying that this guy was faithful through something, but he's saying you were faithful over something. Whoa. What's the, what makes a difference there? It makes a huge difference. There are some things that God says you're in charge of. Here is the thing that you're over, that you have authority in. And it's things like the way we manage our time, the way we read the Scripture, the way we chip in and volunteer, the way we do the things that God... It's those few things. No one... Listen, when you go home, no one can make you pray. We can get up here and, and we can preach and we can say, hey, it's important to pray, it's important to pray, it's important to pray, but no one can make you do it. You don't know why? Because you're over that. You're in charge of that. That's your thing. You're reading and studying the Bible? Man, I would love if we all read and studied the Bible on a regular basis, but I know that that's not the case. But I can say whatever I want to up here, but the reality of it is, is you're over that. You're in charge of that. that that's your thing. I always enjoy listening Every once in a while, me and Brian Mounts will get a talk, and I always enjoy listening to, to Brian's stories. I do. Lisa's like, oh gosh. No, I really, I, I enjoy listening to Brian's stories because Brian is a, a get-it-done guy. Uh, I, it, everybody here who, who knows Brian, and when I said that, you knew exactly what I was talking about, didn't you? He's that kind of guy, and and I, I love his stories because you know he, he'll he'll tell you this story, and and here's the thing that went wrong, here's the thing that came up, and we just got it done. You know, we figured out how to get through it, and you know because Brian's that kind of guy, the people that he worked for they put him over things. I'm sure that on day one he wasn't over things, but you know what? He was over a few things. And when he was faithful over a few things, when he was doing the best he could with the things that he was over, then his bosses seen that he was faithful in a few things, and then they said, you know what, I'm going to give you authority over many things now. It's no different than with our spiritual walk with Christ. If we're faithful over a few things, if we'll just do the things that God has given us into our hand to be faithful over, things like praying, things like reading the Bible, things like coming to church, maybe you have a job to do in the church, be faithful in that thing.
And when we're faithful in the small things, in the few things, in the little things, that's when God begins to say, all right, I got something else that I want you to do. All right, here's the next phase of your life. Here's the next step in your ministry. Here's the next thing that I want you to do. The small things aren't glamorous things. The small things aren't the things that catch people's attention. That people look at it like, wow, that's what I want to do. The small things aren't those kinds of things. The small things tend to be humble things. Things that people don't see, people don't notice. People don't maybe even know that they're happening. But it doesn't change the importance of the small things. When you play sports, you, it doesn't matter what sport, you, you pick a sport, baseball, basketball, hockey, soccer, it doesn't matter, you just pick one. There's something they call the fundamentals. I want to, for the purpose of this message, I want to call them the small things. The fundamentals. The little things that we do. Like, hey, I've got this person standing over there, and I need to pass the basketball to them. Let me bounce pass. You know why, you know why they bounce pass? Because if this guy's over there, and I'm over here, and I... There's a, a defender in the middle. If I bounce the ball to them, then the ball will be at the ground when it's in the position for the defender to grab it. So it's harder for someone to steal the bounce pass. It's a small thing. It's a little thing. But when your team is down by one with 10 seconds left to go and you're taking the ball down to the other side of the court and you throw that chest pass and someone intercepts it, you wish you would have done the small things. You wish you would have done the small things. We can't overlook the small things as a church. We can't overlook the small things. We can't look past just doing the little things. I'm going to tell you, here's a little thing that's pretty important. Faithfulness in attendance. Wow. <laughs> Some of you are like, yeah, I knew that was coming. I, I don't want to, I'm not here to beat you up or to harp on these things. But, and it doesn't matter if it's this church or what church you go to. But listen, if you're a part of a body of believers, if you are a part of a body of believers, then be a part of it. Get involved. Take part in the small things. God, it's the little hinges that big doors swing on. And listen, it's our little things that we do when we work for the Lord, those little, that, that faithfulness in the few things, in the things that we can control. Let me tell you, something you can control is being here. It's in, it's in those things that God has given us authority over, that if we're faithful in those things, 
that God will start to say in our life, here, I got something for you. I got something that you can do. I got some big things waiting for you. You want to see people saved? Right, amen, yeah. You want to see people saved? You start being faithful in the little things. Be faithful in the, the few things. Do the little things. And watch what God does when we're faithful in the small things. Watch what God does when he sees our faithfulness in the little things. And we start to open the door for God to really move in our lives. For who hath despised, this is back in Zechariah, for who hath despised the day of small beginnings? I want to share this and I'll wrap it up. There was a, uh, as, as most of you guys know, some of you don't, but uh, I have, man, I, I've, I've been going to church my whole life. And I've not just been going to church, but I've really been involved in church, okay? And my family, uh, the Swango family, we used to travel and sing. We used to travel a lot. We would go to different churches, and, and we, we were all over the place. And when we were traveling all over the place, man, I, I was constantly just kind of out front. You know what I mean? The, any, Everybody gets what I'm saying when I was out front. I'm always doing something very visible. And then, you know, when I was 15, the Lord called me to preach. First revival I ever held was in this church. I, I, somewhere at my parents' house, I still got the flyer. I do. I, I, was, I was 15 and a half years old, and, and this is the first place that I preached, a youth revival we had here. And then I was out front. And then, me and Mackenzie got married, 23 years old, get married. And six months later, I was pastoring my first church. Out front, preaching, teaching, whole nine yards, man, just doing it all. Always out front. A few years later, when, when we were gone from Fairview, I, we started attending another church, you know, kind of in the intermediary. And, and I went through this, I don't know, six, eight months where I wasn't preaching. You know, no one was calling me to come and preach. No one was, I wasn't teaching, I really wasn't doing anything. I was just kind of, yeah, hanging, hanging out, just kind of being there. And it took probably three months before I really started seeing this. Oh, wow, man, I'm just, I'm not really doing anything here. I'm just kind of wasting away, spinning my wheels, just hanging out, not really doing anything. And it really started to bother me. In November, we, me and Mackenzie were Christmas shopping. And on our way back from Chillicothe, we'd been Christmas shopping. I just kind of spilled my guts to her about what was going on and how I had uh, 
really been struggling with this. With, you know, is God done with me? Is, is he not want to use me anymore? Is, is he finished with my life? You know, is he, oh yeah, Aaron, that was good when you were young, but now you're older and, and I don't really have a purpose for you anymore. So I'm just going to kind of let you go and you, you, you can fend for yourself. And, and I'm telling you, I mean, I'm really struggling with this. So I'm, I'm kind of bearing my heart to my wife here at the end of November on our way back from, uh, from Christmas shopping. I'm like, I just, I don't know what God's going to do. And I'm really struggling. I'm looking for answers. And, and I, I told her, you know, I, after I talked for a while, I said, I'm just going to pray that the Lord will show me what it is that I need to do. And so this went on for a few months, and, and I was really praying and, and seeking God. And, and finally, I had gotten to a place, this, this was February, and I had kind of come to a place where all of a sudden something clicked. And the Lord was showing me that, Aaron, you need to be okay with just being in the background. Just doing the little things. Helping other people out. If that means running sound, run sound. If that means uh, filling in for this person, fill in for that person. Just do the little things that I've put in your life. Just, just read your Bible. Just pray. Just do the small things. Because one of my big struggles with it, I'd spent so much time in front. I asked myself, am I doing what I'm doing just because that's who I am? All my life I've been known as a Christian. All my life it's been attached to my name. All my life I've been doing Jesus stuff. Am I just doing it because it's my lifestyle? So, February, I'm praying and the Lord's dealing with me. He's like, listen, you need to learn to be in the background. Just do what you do because you love me. Just do what you do because you're mine. And I told Ken's, I, I told her, this is in February, I said, Ken's, I said, I think I figured out what the Lord's trying to show me. Is that I just need to be able to be a background player. Someone who just will, will just do the little things. The small things. It's whatever's needed. Just help out. Just be there when something's going on. I said, and, and this is it. This is really, this is what, what's been going on for these months. This, the, the Lord has finally shown me this. So, later that week, she gets a message on Facebook. <clears throat> and it was a lady said, hey, we're having a service and I'd like to have Aaron to come out and preach. That's great, right? But she went on to say, I've been trying to get in touch with him since the end of November. But I haven't been able to reach him. And it just hit me the other day that maybe I could find you on Facebook and get in touch with you that way. If you don't think the small things are important, the Lord took time to show me that just being a person who can do the small things means so much. 
It is so important. It doesn't have to be the big things that everybody sees. We don't need a bunch of notoriety, but we have to be willing to do the small things that doesn't gain attention, that doesn't get the accolades. And I was praying, and back in November, I started praying, Lord, Lord, show me, and when I finally figured it out, God had been working in the scenes the whole time, in the background. God had already prepared. For when I would figure it out. And maybe this morning, that's exactly what God's doing in your life. Maybe He's waiting to make you ruler over many things. To give you authority over many things. To put you in, in, in some place and let you do something, something big. But you know what he really wants to see first? He wants to know if you can be faithful in the small things. If you can just do the small things, the few things. This morning, God is calling us to small things. Thank you for listening to the Stockdale UCC podcast. We hope this has been a blessing to you and that you will share this with your family and friends. For more information about Stockdale United Christian Church, please visit us at stockdaleucc.org and be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Stockdale underscore UCC.